Great job. Love that song. How about you? Well, Happy New Year. We made it. How many of you have a wall calendar at home somewhere? Good. Yeah. So that we've got one. At, we've got a little pantry in the kitchen area, and we've got one on the back of the door. It tells us when to give the shot, or not the shots, but the flea medicine and the dog medicine and all that stuff. Um, you'll never know how happy I was to take down that 2020 calendar and put up a 2021. Yeah, I was happy. I don't think words uh, are out there that adequately express and describe the year we've all just experienced. It's been tough. Anyway, it's in the trash can, the calendar and the year. This past week, I was wondering if anyone was even going to make New Year's resolutions. So show of hands, how many of you made some resolutions for 2021? Anybody? A few brave souls? Good. You see, I think my problem with resolutions in the past was I was aiming much too high. You say, well, that's what you're supposed to do. No. Maybe that was your problem, too. We were aiming too high. You would think that after all these years, I would learn to lower the bar. Just lower the bar a little bit. So I decided to make a short list and uh, that I felt that I would be you know, able to accomplish these this year. So I wanted to share my list with you, okay? I'm not going to ask you to share your list with me, but I'm going to be, I'm going to share my list with you. Here it is. Number one, gain weight. I really lowered the bar on this one. And that should be no problem for me when you factor in resolution number two, which is eat more Marie Callender's coconut cream. This is one of my favorite pies right here. It's one of my favorite pies. And so number three, don't waste money on a Planet Fitness membership. Planet Fitness just moved into Fairview Heights where I live just a few months ago. Uh, so why waste money on that? Instead, take that money and buy more pies. To me, that's the most sensible thing, when you think? Just buy more pie. And then, you can't forget this, nap more after eating the coconut cream pie. Amen. Amen. There you go, brother. Now, I think these five are good for me. I'm just speaking of myself here today, okay? And I have a high probability of keeping them. I do. You can check back with me in about six months, okay? All kidding aside, this morning I want to talk about something that all of us should resolve to do every day of this new year. It would be the greatest resolution we could ever make, and that is to love more. To love more. In Mark 12, we read this. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. 
the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. When Jesus answered the religious teacher's question, he basically summarized God's laws in what he said. Instead of being a long list of of do's and don'ts, Jesus reduced them to two principles. You love God and you love people. When you love God and when you love other people, then you have fulfilled the intent of the Ten Commandments and other Old Testament laws that were given. According to Jesus, these two commandments summarize in one word all of God's laws for human beings. A four-letter word, love. The Bible tells us love is a matter of choice. Let's read this from the Apostle Paul in Colossians 3. You are God's chosen people. You are holy and dearly loved. So put on tender mercy and kindness as if they were your clothes. Don't be proud. Be gentle and patient. Put up with one another. Forgive one another if you're holding something against someone. Forgive just as the Lord forgave you. And over all these good things, put on, what is it? Love. Love holds them all together perfectly as if they were one. Paul encourages God's people to develop or put on this list of wonderful virtues. Mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, and forgiveness. And we should take his admonition to heart this year and pray and ask God to help us develop these virtues in our lives. Don't be concerned about the other guy's life, but your life. And Paul says then on top of all these virtues, the crowning thing, we should put on love. Paul knew we couldn't practice the virtues that he mentioned without doing it in love. He says that as God's people were to choose to put on love after we've chosen all these other attitudes and behaviors of mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, and forgiveness. Now, God wouldn't ask any of us to put on something like we put on a coat this morning to go out to the car to get to church. He wouldn't ask us to do that, put on something, if we didn't have the ability to choose to do so. He gives us that ability to choose. And God knows that love is a matter of choice for all of us. We choose every day in a variety of situations whether we're going to put on love or whether we're going to choose not to put on love. And my prayer, as I've been working on this message, is before you leave this room this morning, 
that you'll make the choice to put on love in 2021. Love is not only a matter of choice, it's also a matter of action. John writes this in 1 John. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with, what is it? Actions and in truth. Now, in a warm and fatherly way, the Apostle John addresses his readers as dear children. And he's not talking down to him. He wrote this as a very old man. And he spent most of his life in ministry. And many of the readers of this original letter were in fact his spiritual children. Claiming to love other people with just your words is not enough. Love is more than what we just say. John tells us here that Jesus is our example of what real love is. See, real love is an action. It's not a feeling. The greatest act of love is giving yourself for other people. How can we lay down our lives for others in 2021? Well, we can serve them with no thought of receiving anything in return from them. John tells us to back up what we say about love with action. So here's the question for you. How clearly do your actions say you really love other people? How clearly do your actions say you love other people? You know, we've heard it many times, but I think it's worth repeating. Actions speak louder I believe when it comes to love, our actions do speak louder and more forcefully than just our words. Would you agree? Do you know which chapter in the Bible is considered the love chapter? Anybody? Give you a hint. It's in the New Testament. Many times at a wedding you will hear passages read from this book of the Bible, and particularly this chapter. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7. He said, love is patient, love is kind, it does not want what belongs to others, it does not brag, it is not proud, it does not dishonor other people, it does not look out for its own interests, it does not easily become angry. 
It does not keep track of other people's wrongs. Love is not happy with evil, but it is full of joy when the truth is spoken. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes. Read it with me. It never gives up. I want to point out four actions or attitudes from this passage that will help us this year to keep the resolution to love more. So here we go. The first, re- the first thing is love is patient. Now patience is not easy for many of us. Maybe you've heard of the prayer of patience. It goes like this. Lord, give me patience and give it to me now. <laughs> Ever prayed that? I'm sorry to confess to you that I've prayed it many times in my life with my irritation with other people or with what was happening, life circumstances. And sometimes we find that we're irritated by others and we really don't know why. And not all irritability with people comes from sinful or selfish motives. But all irritable treatment of others is sinful. And I can see and think of many times I've seen people at Walmart treated very poorly. Many mental health experts uh, say this, that much of our irritability comes from our desire for perfection. We have this desire that programs and meetings and and life events would go perfectly for us. A desire to have things go perfectly can cause irritability or anger at those events or at the people. Give me another screen, please. The people who get in way of that desire that things would go perfectly. Those who are easily irritated need to remember that perfection exists only in God and won't be realized by any of us until we are with Him in heaven someday. In 2021, we must love God and other people and let go of our vision for perfection here on earth because it ain't going to happen. And this will help us love with more patience. The second action that we find from Paul's writing here is that love is kind. Someone has defined kindness as the ability to care for each other in the practical details of life. Kindness plays out in hundreds of ways between people every day. It's like the story that I heard of a woman. She was waiting at a bus stop to go home from work. And she glanced around and just a little ways away from where she was sitting, she saw a shabbily dressed man who was also waiting for the bus. And then she saw another man walk over to this particular gentleman and 
kind of lean down and whisper something in his ear and, and hand him some money. And the lady was touched by this act of kindness, and she decided that she wanted to do the same. So she got up, and uh, she looked through her purse, and she found a $10 bill, and she handed it to the man, and she whispered, as she bent down, she whispered this, never despair, never despair. She got up, she went back to wait for the bus. The next day, she was at the same spot, waiting for the same bus, and lo and behold, the man she had given the money to was there. He came up to her and handed her $100. She said, what's this? What, what, what's, what is this? And the man said, lady, your horse won. Never despair, paid 10 to 1. <laughs> you never know who's going to be hanging out at the bus stop. Could be the local bookie. Now, I can't promise any of you that your acts of kindness will pay back to you a 10 to 1 return. But I can promise this, that every act of kindness on your part will be noticed by God. And that's worth much more than 10 to 1. Recently, because of the kindness of many of you that are here this morning, we sponsored 100 Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes that went to the country of Ukraine. And not only did we do that, we gave Christmas presents to 63 Angel Tree children who live in Madison County who have one of their parents incarcerated either in a state or federal penitentiary. Thank you for your acts of kindness on behalf of others. The third thing Paul says here in this passage is love does not look out for its own interest. Basically means love is not selfish. Love is a giving thing and not a selfish thing. God models it better than anyone else. You may remember the verse in John 3.16, For God so loved that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not die but have eternal life. That verse, John 3, 16, reminds us that God loved and God gave. To give and not be selfish means I have to run the risk of being vulnerable. For instance, what happens if I give love to someone and the other person doesn't reciprocate and give love back to me? Well, God knows all about that. Because today there are hundreds of millions, and probably closer to multiple billions, of people on this earth that God loves, but they don't love Him. God took the first step, God took the initiative by sending His Son to earth, who lived a sinless life, and then at about the age 33, he died on a cross to pay the penalty for everyone's sin and offer them forgiveness and eternal life. But most people pass and they reject that 
They reject God's love. They reject his offer of forgiveness. And consequently, they are rejecting eternal life with him forever. So God knows all about being vulnerable. And let's take the risk of being vulnerable in 2021 and love like God and take the first step and not look out for our own interest because, you see, love is not selfish. Finally, Paul says, love never gives up. I read about a counselor who had this advice when couples sought his help for their troubled marriages. He said, I want you to go home and act like you love your spouse. And the couples would sit there, we're paying you this for this. And they look dumbfounded and they say, how can we act like we're in love when we don't feel anything? The counselor told them, allow your actions to determine your feelings. If you saw the movie, been some time back, called Fireproof, that's what the fire captain who had a troubled marriage did. His father advised him to act lovingly toward his estranged wife. He was to say words of love to her. He was to do acts of love for her every day for 40 days. It wasn't easy for that husband. But God restored the couple's love for each other and their marriage was healed and saved. Their love was rediscovered and it wouldn't allow them to give up. You see, don't give up on love. In some ways, that's all we've got. For love never gives up. In closing, I want to briefly give you some thoughts on love for 2021. One of those thoughts is love now and don't wait. Love now and don't wait. Sometimes we wait too long to express our love to the people we love. That's why I'm saying, don't make the mistake of waiting for a more convenient time or whatever other excuse you've got going. Don't wait to express your love to those people that need to know that you love them. Tell your children, tell your parents, tell your spouse, tell the people in your group of circle of friends that you love them. Tell them and show them with acts of love. Don't wait for Valentine's Day. Men, that's a plug. Valentine's Day's coming. Some of you need a long time to let that brew and think about it. Don't wait for Valentine's Day or, or some other special day. Call them. Write them a note. Whatever comes to you 
but do something to let them know that you love them. Another bit of information for us is love without counting the cost. Love without counting the cost. I'm not talking about trying to buy love with money because you can't buy love. Matter of fact, the Beatles told us that. Money can't buy you love. And whatever the Beatles said, we know it's true. (laughs) But love isn't cheap, and it does cost you something. Cost us time. Cost us energy. But I want to focus on another aspect of the cost of love. When we choose to love others, we open ourselves to the possibility of being rejected. Now, I know that in a group this size, some of us have experienced rejection in our life. And I'm sure you would say that was a painful time for me. And it is painful. We can go through life with our arms open to others. Or, yeah, we can cross our arms and close people out try to keep people away so we can protect ourselves from further rejection that may come. Now, it's much better, of course, to have your arms wide open, have a policy to give and receive love than to miss out on the greatest gift you can ever receive from another person, and that's love. The greatest gift. Love is worth whatever cost it requires of us, even at the risk of potentially and possibly being rejected sometime down the line. Another thing to consider is love without conditions. Love without conditions. As hard as this may be for us, love for others should be unconditional. Unconditional. We should be thankful. And we should be grateful this morning that God's love for us is unconditional. The lyrics of the song that the band did so well before I stepped out. Some of the lyrics go like this. I couldn't earn it. And I didn't deserve it. Still you gave yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming never-ending, reckless love of God. Truer words were never spoken because we can never earn God's love. And if you're sitting here this morning trying to earn his love, you are wasting your time. We don't deserve his love, but thankfully it's been given to us freely and unconditionally. You see, I don't do it yet, but I have a goal and a desire to do it the way God does it, to love unconditionally. I want to love like Jesus. I want to love people without imposing on them any kind of expectations or hoops to step through or hurdles to jump over. I want to love them because they are made in the image of God. We have 362 days left in 2021. 
And this year, we are going to have opportunities every day to show love to people in our families, people that we work with in our workplaces, people that in our community, in stores, in clubs. And no doubt, we're going to need some help in turning those opportunities into moments when God will say as he looks down from on high, hey, that's it. That's the kind of love I want from you. Good job. Keep it up. Now, the only place that we can find that help is in Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. We read this in Galatians 5. The only thing that really counts is faith that shows itself through what? Love. The Bible makes it clear that we are saved by faith and not by any of our good works. But love for people and love for God is the natural response of men and women whom God has forgiven. It ought to come natural to us. Because faith shows itself through love, you and I can monitor the effectiveness of our faith this year by our love. How's your faith? How effective will your faith be in 2021? Well, it depends on how much you love God and how much you love other people. We can check up on ourselves. In one of his sermons that he entitled The Drum Major Instinct, the Reverend Martin Luther King preached that we all have a desire to feel important and be leading at the head of the parade like the drum major. I never was a drum major. You can tell, can't you? I, didn't st- I couldn't step on it. Anybody ever was a drum major? He said there's nothing wrong with that, but we should desire, first of all, to be number one in love. Number one in love. Now, my friends, what would happen this year if Christ's followers around the world, from all parts of this globe, would make up their minds that they wanted to be number one in love? I think it would start a revolution that would transform Millions of people's lives for God's kingdom in 2021. Now, we can't speak for the other Christians and the other churches in the other countries. But let's be some of those people that call Faith Fellowship our home church. Let's be some of those people who will say, if not 
verbally, but we'll say in our hearts, I want to be number one in love in 2021. Here's the wonderful thing about that. That's exactly what God wants for each of us. That's his desire for us this year. That we would be number one in love everywhere he takes us this year. Because with this last verse, I want us to read it together. Love never fails. Read it again. Love never fails. Let's pray. Lord God, how grateful we are this morning that you have a never-ending love. Lord, I can't speak for anyone else in this room, but I know I don't deserve your love. Lord, I know I'm a sinner saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I know that I can't earn your love. So I thank you that you do have that reckless love that sought me out. And Lord, I know that you want me as your follower to emulate that love with those who I come in contact with every day. An unconditional love. A love that would reach out to people no matter who they are, where they are, what station in life they have. So Lord, as we start this new year on this first Sunday of the year, let it be the desire of our hearts that we would say, I want to be number one in love this year. Not only love for people, but obviously love for you, God. We do love you, Lord. You've taken us through a rough year, and we're here today to start off afresh and anew and be your followers, loving you and loving people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Do you have your pieces of paper with a number on it? You got, everybody got one. What kind of pie do I like? Marie Calendars and coconut cream pie, yes. Well, I love it so much that I want to share with a couple of you. And uh, I'm going to call out a couple numbers here in a moment. And when uh, we're dismissed, you will go with that number, keep your piece of paper, and don't anybody knock them down and take their paper from them, will you? <laughs> we, just, we just learned about love. That'd be terrible. So you take your slip of paper to the information center, and you will receive Marie Calendar coconut cream pie. Okay, the first number is number 17. Who has number 17? Hey, number 17. Good. Get some forks ready out there, will you? Number 52. Who has number 52? Number 52. Hey, number 52. Very good. I hope you guys love that pie as much as I do, okay?
God bless you. New series next week. See you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.